0: Welcome to the Peak Community Church Podcast, where weekly messages are available for your hearing.
1: Children. And I'm so blessed because all my children are leaders. I didn't try to make them like me. I tried to help them be the best that they could be for who God would have them to be. But I challenged them. And a few years ago, I don't, I don't, I don't do well with time and remembering dates and, and events. I do remember events, but I just can't do well with how long ago it was. So, Brother Paul might have to help me. But we used to do some meetings uh, around the subject of reentry, reentry, men coming back from incarceration to be reacclimated back into society. Anybody ever hear of the SEAL teams that go out and do some covert work? see when they go out they're well prepared (laughs) and they load it up too (laughs) for whatever comes in they're ready they're ready and one of my favorite shows is Seal Team on TV anybody watch that? that's alright it's okay to watch TV just don't get so lost that you lose God Mm -hmm. (laughs) you better behave (laughs) and my point is is that The SEAL team would go behind enemy lines, and it's usually about six or seven men. But they're so well trained and equipped for anything and everything that comes their way. And they usually come back unscathed. But before they go back to their families, they have to go through processing psychological processing, emotional processing, social processing, before they even go home to their own wives and children. So they don't bring some of that trauma that they had to go through in the process home. Y'all ain't hear me. I ain't even preaching yet. But the point that I'm making is this. They go, they, they go through the processing to debrief them so they can be freed of all that weight and get their mind set back on natural society and home and family. Not so for the incarcerated. They don't get debriefed. They get a bus ticket, Maybe. And family oftentimes cut them off so they don't even come get them because they did them so wrong. But we, we in, in building, we build, we, we, God gave me, I mean, dreams that would wake me up at four o'clock in the morning. I gotta be at work at seven, eight o'clock. And he got me up for years. And I couldn't even figure it all out. So I did, I did all I could to help men the best I could. To, and, and, and it was just overwhelming because God wouldn't let me. Anybody, any of y'all women had babies? <laughs> it was so in me that it had to come. And, and the pains of it all. I ain't, a, I ain't a woman. Thank God I'm a man. Oh, y'all, something else. Lord Jesus. Thank you. And my daughter just had a baby. She looks so Interesting when she was with child, but thank God, thank God I'm a man. Jesus, Jesus. Well, what a beautiful child, and that's one of the reasons why I'm here. But I'm also here not because, um, um, as Rob said about me being a carpenter, God put something in me. It's in me. I didn't choose it. It's in me. And what's also is in me is some experience that God allowed me to suffer through so that I can understand the process of reentry. He allowed me to go through the fire of incarceration as a five-year-old child. Can you imagine that? And I didn't even break a law. And I just, I, I, I just can't try. To, I'm not going to try to figure out this, God, because if I do, I'm going to blow a gasket and I need it. Y'all you, ain't listening to me. <laughs> but at five, my father abused me so bad they had to take me in protection and put me in an institution. I wasn't happy as a kid. Separated from nine siblings. Didn't see them until like 20-some-odd years later. What was God doing? Look at the children of Israel. They were brought into slavery. And they suffered for 400 years under Pharaoh. Why? Because of the call of God on their life. Who is you? Oh, Jesus, Is that good grammar. <laughs> what hell are you going to... Oh, Jesus. What hell are you going through or went through that God has processed you for such a time to reach someone in need of being snatched out of the fire of wickedness? That they might come into the place of holiness before God and ultimately have heaven and eternity as, Hallelujah. as well. Good God, Hallelujah. Amen. Praise him. We don't want to suffer. We want the bless me club of salvation. We just want that. But normally, and I don't have it right now. Yes, I do. I don't carry change on me. But I got change on me. It's God's providence. I got a quarter. And on every coin, every side, every, every coin has how many sides? Please somebody tell me. Please somebody tell me. Help me out. Two sides. We want the blessings of God. We want the, the promises of God. We want all the good things. But can we suffer a little bit first for God? That's the other side of coin. Jesus said, even as he suffered, we need to arm ourselves likewise. That's not popular preaching. Who wants to suffer? But the children of Israel suffered for 400 years. But the promise that was made to Abraham, that was on their lives, the devil thought he had them locked down. And even though today they're blinded, but they're still his child one day all israel will be saved it's a promise from god you keep bashing the jews you curse yourself oh lord jesus stand up stand up i need some help i need some come on i need you guys come on come on come on come on both of y'all come right up here come on up quickly you're moving too slow I'm different, ain't I? (laughs) Turn around. I just need some protection just in case. (laughs) When you curse God's chosen people, you're cursing yourself. God said, I will bless those who bless Israel. Stop talking about the Jew. You don't know what you're doing. You're cursing yourself. You're hindering your own blessings from God. Don't let your cultural norms that you've learned in whatever part of society you come from that speak about Jews in such a negative Watch it. I'm not calling them perfect. Who is is you? Oh I'm sorry for the teachers in the mo- in the midst of us. Are you I? I might keep them there just in case. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you gentlemen That was extra. That ain't even preaching. That had nothing to do with the message. (laughs) Would to God we had a debriefing for those who are coming back home. Would to God that we had community of churches who have a heart for those who have messed up. And many of them have given their lives to Christ. And they don't get a real second chance in society. Can we receive them with love to full restoration in our communities? Would to God we can raise up churches and people that have a heart for restoration of men who have now been transformed by the renewing of their minds through Christ. And just because their minds are renewed don't mean they know how to walk exactly right. Who does? How long have you been saved and still fumbling? I ain't talking about football either. <laughs> so would, would to God that we would wake up to the need of those who are truly in need in our culture. And it's not just the incarcerated. Building Rebuild is also a ministry that we challenge young men. So they don't have to go that way. Oh, my God. I'm going to get him your number. But there's a young man that drove me crazy. If you see, I don't even grow it all out because it gets white. And half of the white came from this dude, Charles Moody. I don't know if anybody heard of him up in here, but he drove me crazy. But God helped me to cultivate a young man that would go into the hellhole of Chicago. Where we hear of all the killings. This dude was so twisted. But God allowed him to... Be under my tutelage for a minute, a few years. <laughs> y- y'all young folk minute. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, long story short, he's turning that city upside down. He's got drug addicts, Amen. prostitutes, Amen. gangbangers right. coming up in the church. Ego! E! Leaving their stuff on the outside, coming in, praying, basketball, having a devotion in the middle of the timeout game. Come on, somebody. Amen. Receiving Christ, going back and coming back in a different way. Come on, somebody. Please. Please. Now, I'm a suit, by the way. God's got to be wearing jeans and sneakers. Good Lord Jesus. But I'm going to do whatever I can to reach somebody. If I gotta wear a tie, I'll wear the tie. If I gotta wear sneakers, I'll wear the sneakers. I even got a hole in mine. That's not me. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, you know, we we should cannot keep a standard of holiness and righteousness, but it's not in our clothes. It should be in our lifestyle. So I tend to forget times and things, but I do remember events and somehow I said something to this man. A few years back, and apparently, something I said either made him <gasps> or, or, or it might have did some of that too, and well, as well as go forward, because I provoke hard. I don't play. <laughs> oh, I could be gentle and sweet, but I, I am sorry. Men need to be men, and we really need some fathers. So I don't know how I really affected him when I said what I said, but I know sometimes I've said some things that make men stand up like that. And, they, and some of them are bigger and uglier than me. I'm sorry, I am mean, just, you know, bigger. <laughs> but, but if I may for a minute, I didn't realize the impact I had. And there's probably so many others. There's many that I do, but this, I didn't realize the impact until about a month or so or two months ago when he said some things to me. And I said, Oh, my God. Well, Lord, I thank you. I don't remember what I said. I don't. But he's in our midst today. And I want to invite Chaplain Tony to come and say a word of testimony.
0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, we are. Radical for God, Amen, yes. Amen. I want to first acknowledge oh. Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and also this house, to Peak Church. The pastor of this house, Pastor Rob Lindenberg, and his family, the First Lady, and also uh, our spiritual father that we share together, Doctor Melvin Parish, the Wood Doctor. <laughs> um, he is a father that fathers hard. And the Bible tells us in the book of Thessalonians that we are to encourage, that we are to admonish, that we are to instruct, and we are to challenge our sons, our daughters. We are to challenge, and real quick, quickly... It was about, I was trying to figure out what was the timeline, too. Eight years, nine years, almost ten years. And so I was invited to a a meeting. Um, I had been doing ministry, me and my wife, but it was marriage ministry, it was prison ministry, and it was the recovery ministry. And we hadn't really gotten it off the ground. And we had visions. And when I met Dr. Melvin... there was this light-skinned gentleman who had green eyes. They might be green, I don't know. And he stood out, and we would meet. And, of course, Pastor Rob was there and a lot of the spiritual sons. And uh, I went to Yorktown a couple of years ago, and I seen this gentleman, and he looked like the gentleman, but I wasn't sure. So when I was invited to Valhalla last year to speak at the homeless shelter. And when he said, Reverend Melvin, I said, you're him. And it was brother Paul Stovall. And so what I was realizing is that we were all in a cluster. Yesterday was my wife's woman's conference. It was very powerful. And it was our eighth conference as a ministry. And so the role that you played in me going to the next level was you ignited me um you told me if it's something that's there you said go for it don't mess around you also told me something on the business end as well it's just be true to what god calls you to and so making the connection with uncle paulie i call him uncle paulie i don't i don't feel right calling him paul it's uncle paulie so he says uh you know you know you know reverend melvin he's you know, down south, living in. So I says, oh, man. I says, it's all coming together now. It's all coming together. And so our ministry is called Into the Light Fellowship. There's two verses that God gave us for the ministry. Me and my wife. My son is here. Stand up real quick, Tom. It's my son, Antonio. Thanks, son. We have... The men's portion, which was started in the penitentiary, this ministry was birthed behind the wall. And so we did prison ministry and marriage and recovery. And then when I met Brother Melvin, it took it all the way out to the full body of Christ. So here's the layers of this ministry. We have the men, which are called men of steel. We have the next generation, which my son is the minister of the youth department. All right, he's a young minister. We have what you call Divas for Jesus. Well, let me go to Divas first. Divas, which we had the Divas Conference, which we were so, we had the joy and pleasure of having Miss Myrna Stovall come and sing for us. And Divas stand for Divine, Inspirational, Virtuous, anointed sisters in christ and so the lord had given my wife the inspiration to put a twist on diva that was good and then we have what you call divas for jesus and those are the little girls that's that's pretty much under 10 they go from the age about 5 to 10 and those are divas for jesus and then the lord had put on our heart which we're in the process of doing called living stone christian center and I said, Lord, what is this, what is, what is this um, center about? Is it, is, it, is it in church basements? What are we doing? I'm still not clear whether it's a setting up training centers in churches or is it a school or is it a university? I don't know. We serve a big God. Bring no small plans into this room. No small plans. The impossible becomes possible when we submit ourselves to him the impossible becomes possible so whatever it is let it be impossible so we have another branch of the ministry which we are setting up in churches called bir believers in recovery there are people who are coming out of substance abuse alcohol alcohol is a drug and things of that nature and so we go into the churches, we meet the pastors, and we set it up. Now, they love the Lord. They make meetings. They make 12-step meetings. We have the 12-step Bible, Life Recovery Bible. We teach out of that. And so they love the Lord, and they don't quite know him yet. But they go to church, and, they, and so they still might use profanity. None of us in here are using profanity, right? So they still might have some struggles, some challenges. So they love the Lord. So the Lord gave me that name, B-I-R, Believers in Recovery. And so the ministry... The Lord gave me two verses for, for the ministry. Into the light fellowship is 1 Peter two nine. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are a peculiar people who would inhabit the praises of him, who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And for the training center, he gave me living stone, coming to him as to a living stone, you being built up a spiritual house. And so he gave me the names. And so when I went to register the ministry, it was three years after he had given me the names. So my broker said to me, let's look the names up to see if anyone's taking the names. I said, they're not taken. I said, they're not taken. He looked it up. He said, it's incredible. I said, what? He said, they're not taken. I said, I told you they weren't. God gave them to me. So my quick testimony is that God puts people in your life. And as one of the speakers spoke yesterday at my wife's conference, they might be a little quirky, they might seem a little strange, they might seem a little weird, and I am more handsome than him, would you agree? You know what I mean? I'm tall, I'm dark, I'm handsome. But anyhow, (laughs) all right, Dad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) See, see, Uncle Paulie agrees, you know, right? (laughs) So anyhow, we can have fun in church. God did not save us. Jesus did not shed his blood for us to walk here defeated. Defeated. For the Godhead dwells in Jesus Christ bodily. That's what Colossians says. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So if the Godhead dwells in Jesus Christ bodily and he's seated in heaven and where his body, doesn't the Godhead dwell in you? And that's not some strange thing. But anyway, I ain't the preacher today. That's my testimony. I hope I help somebody in the name of Jesus. Pastor Rob, my wife said she wanted to come. Her conference was yesterday. But she's been spanking me about coming to, to, to fellowship with Pastor Rob because she thinks I got one up on her. I came and and I caught um, Charlie preaching and then I caught Gino preaching. And so I haven't caught you preaching in your own church. And so my wife said, you've been twice without me. Tell Pastor Rob that we're coming together the next time. Amen. Praise the Lord.
1: Come, come over here for a second. Come over here for a second. I'm not going to hurt you. I just want to feel a little tall for a second. I appreciate it. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. That's why we're in the condition that we are. I don't even have a retirement plan. Listen, I may jump, stick with me. My bank account is real skinny. We don't have a lot of major assets. So if we fall on hard times, it's hard times. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But I'm rich! The investments that I've made through the years are now paying dividends beyond my imagination Anybody know Gino Somebody brought him to me when he was a mess I helped him get his clothes on now he's a mess for God He had to sit down. Can you imagine Gino being sitting down and somebody made him sit down? Gino, come on, talk to to me. For those that know Gino, talk to me. He had to sit down for two years before he could stand up and begin to speak to the people. Many of us want to run, but we don't have our preparation done. Hey glory, there's a preparation for uh, us to assimilate into what God has in store for us to do as an individual But as a congregation Jesus if you want to get something from God, I'm gonna ask you to be crazy with me if you really want this You see just just lean with with me for a second if I lean, if I lean this way come on with me if I, if I go that way go with me, okay, if I come this way Come Just try this for a second What I'm trying to say is this. You need to follow the leader of the spirit and what he's doing in this moment. And this very moment, if you really want something from God, I'm going to ask you. I'm just stupid like this because after young young say That's stupid. Well, I'm just bold like this. I want you to shift yourself from where you're at to move forward quickly. There are seats in the front. For those who really want something out of this message, quickly come forward. When I turn around, I'm going to start getting busy up in here. Hey, glory. Hey, glory. Jesus. Don't, give me some kind of room. Just give me. Just saying this. You at the peak. I was in, um, where was I? Good, I don't even know where I was at. The bride and I, we, we just needed a day because it was just so rough and we just needed a day. So we went to the Atlanta Mus- Aquarium. Matter of fact, it was on her birthday. Yes, what it was. Our money was skinny, but we had to do the displays. I'm so... Sc- and in the aquarium, they had all type of displays. I'm so sc- wonderfully pleased that you move forward. You don't know what you have, mother. Excuse me. You, don't, you may not recognize what you have, but Mary was about 13 when God began to speak to her and said, Ah, Jesus! She was 13 years old, but she lived and loved God the best she knew. But what happened is that God saw something in her and he has so much favor he says i'm gonna bring my son through you baby you have no clue what god has for you if you just stay as tender as i saw you and allow god to mold you and make you from within good you're gonna exceed any beautiful thing that walks around with two legs excuse me because outward is perishing but come on somebody Oh, I used to have some real good stuff and I wore black so you can't see all my extra stuff. <laughs> but what to God that I look good on the inside? Instead of a stinking attitude. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that has an effect everywhere, inside and out. Baby, there's something in you and God is trying to stir something in you. Keep staying tender because what he has in store... As not to compare to anything out there or anyone. Amen. I'm glad she moved forward. So, in the aquarium, <coughs> here's what they said if you don't want to get wet, they told us that we were coming in, you must be back beyond the 10 rows because if you don't, you will get wet by the seals in their display. Wife just did her hair, you know. <laughs> you know how you, know, you know. So we had to go somewhere and stay dry. But sure enough, sure enough, the show was wonderful. And after a while, the, them seals started splashing, and water was almost coming up to where we are, and we were like 15, 16. Man, folks, in the front got wet. God is trying to let it rain on us. He's trying to do something with us, and if we just get in the front row. Jesus. he said in the latter day I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh he said in the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters will prophesy yes. that means speak what thus saith
0: the Lord
1: Can we position ourselves and our children to hear what the Lord is saying? Ah, Jesus. If we get the right position, we'll truly be Christians. We'll be so Christ-like. They're gonna look at us strange, what's wrong with you? Ain't nothing wrong with me. I met a man. Now hold it, I'm a man, but I met a man, Jesus. And And he got a hold of me and he got inside of me and started changing me from the inside. Jesus, I ain't been right ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Glory be to God. It's a bit much for some folk. It really is. I wouldn't trade it. This lotto thing and all that stuff is dubbed the devil. Years ago, it was illegal to to gamble. Now we make it legal, and the, the politicians, the poli, politicians, politics, politics. Anybody know what the word poly means? Quickly, come on, multi. See, see, see. Don't stop being who you are. You are an apologetic. Study like never before i don 't care, but be careful now, watch your audience they 're not as deep as you are. Go deep so you can call into existence what God has in store, not just for you. Jesus uh, i don 't swim well in the natural, and I 'm from the islands, and most a lot of folks in the islands don 't swim. Check that out. But I took a dive in God. About forty-one years ago. And I, I I tell you what, I don't do well in water, but I tell you what, I do well on my knees. God Jesus, y'all listening to me. Hello, somebody, please. Yes, yes. This was a this was a, a yesterday meeting. Hello. I just said and I woke up. I didn't listen. I didn't come to do this. I came because I, I came to see my granddaughter, my daughter, and I came to do some work so I can send some money home back to mama. I didn't prepare to speak. I got to go to work after I leave here. But the Lord put something in me. And this is what I told you back then, or at least I, I put it before in the conference. It says, are there any dreamers in the house? You remember that? I forgot all about him. And that's the truth. That's all right. (laughs) My job is not to see the faces. My job is to equip the soldiers. Jesus. And it's not that I don't get personal with people. But I'll pass cross for a moment for a purpose. We got we didn't get wet in that presentation at the dolphins, but folks got wet. Would to God that would we get wet from the from the rain that's coming Amen. and the latter rain. Let me tell you something about the latter rain, if I may say so. And Lord, help me if I'm wrong. I might meet my apologetic person to help me out, too. But you see, you see, you see, you new generation do some stuff differently the way we did. Come on, somebody, please. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all think different? I can't figure out. <laughs> and y- I, just, I just can. I just, I, just, I, just, I just can But I thank God for a wife who is, she looks as young, younger than she She looks a whole lot younger than she is. But she has such a draw on the youth. So she's like my divider or my interpretator of the culture of today. Hello, somebody. Amen, amen. I'm in school. I'm learning from my wife how to deal with you young folk. Because I don't want to hurt y'all. I want to help you The former reign is those who, are, who saw the glory of the temple before it was destroyed. And they had a praise. And it was crazy. Yes, that's right. Amen. And then the temple got destroyed. And Nehemiah, good Lord. who's that girl who said that? You, you have no idea. Nehemiah. Who, who said that this morning? Somebody. She, she gone? Lord Jesus. I'm a Nezremiah. I am a Nezremiah, <laughs> And a Nezremiah is this. <laughs> Nehemiah was a working man. Yeah. But he was working on a job. And the king saw in his face, why you're so sad, Nee. Uh, uh, whatever his name, you know, has knee, you know, in the hood. And he uh, and, and, and said, uh, he didn't say much, but to see the, the king said, this is nothing but sadness of the heart. The king read them. Come on, somebody. Yeah. People are reading you. People are reading you. The Bible says we are living stones. Yes. Yes. We are living epistles. Yes. Read of every man. How you live your life, you'd be surprised who you're affecting, for the positive or not. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Anyhow. So Nehemiah was a working man. Ezra was a priest. I'm a Nezremiah. I'm a working priest. I ain't playing with this. You see, it may be funny to you, but I'll tell you what. I've been in judges' homes whereby we pray for the wife who had cancer healed. Brother Paulie, what y'all call him? What y'all doing to me? Why you messing up my boy like that? 'Cause he's a mess. <laughs> but he walked so close to my side that you see, when I sent him to the shelter and I couldn't be there, there were guys who were in prison incarceration that was got so familiar with how I moved and how I grew and my swag about how I preach and how I teach and how I walked and how I talked. When they saw Brother Paul and they came back and said, You were there. If you want a real impartation from God, you need to get around some men of God. Oh, You'll you, you, you get some stuff from the TV. You will. You will. I'm not going to it. I'm not a Jake Jake's chaser. I'm not a. Oh, I'm not a... Cha- I, oh, I chase after Jesus hard. I'm sorry. It's not that I don't know these people, that I don't chase after them. I don't look for them for a word. I look to God for a word. I look to God. And you know what? I'm not well educated. Uh, educated. I'm not well-versed, but I want to be well-connected. And if you get connected with God, he'll take the foolish things of what we lack and make something great of you. Symbolically, if you stay close, you're going to get something. If you stay real close, you're going to be something. Jesus. Jesus said, follow me. I'm sorry. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. Amen. Are there any dreamers in the house? Amen. Many of our dreams, because of right situa- circumstances, has called us to shrink back from dreaming. We had high ideas of being this, that, and the other. Some of it was our own, but you know what? Some of it is what God placed inside of you yes. and spoke to you. Right. And We allow our situations and our emotions and our circumstances to choke it out. That's right. So the word to this house is, Hey, I'm coming into the 21st, y'all. Pray for me. <laughs> yeah, you think I'm kidding? It's hard for me. Listen. <laughs> see what happens. You can buy a new cell phone every couple of years. Hold that there, Doc. Open it. Look at the cover. Turn it up. See the other side of the cover. And I have it in a cover. For y'all in the back that can't see, we don't have enough video, but we'll show you. I have a Bible cover for my Bible. But I have a Bible inside the cover. But the cover of the Bible looked terrible. And inside the Bible, there's some couple of written pages up here, and I have to honestly say, there's some tear-stained uh, tear pages. <laughs> A pretty Bible. Anybody got one other than me? Where's your Bible? Oh, that's not too sharp. You got one there? Ain't that pretty? Ain't that so pretty? Please don't take it personal. But I'm gonna speak on you. On the Bible, the, the Bible, the cover, the cover. I'm speaking to the cover. A pretty cover makes an ugly soul, or at least a poor soul. Poor. Not poor. poor. Well, there's poor and then there's poor. You see, I'm living in Georgia now. It's Poe, you know. But an ugly Bible, one that has worn pages, makes a pretty soul because you got something on the inside of you now. It should get off of the page, out of the cover, into the soul. The Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your body. That means all of you. Not just your shape, but your mind, your heart, and emotions. Present your body a living sacrifice. Sacrifice, something's got. And Paul said, "I die daily." Now, if anybody had a handle on this book, excuse me, back in his day, boy I was a genius. And anybody that remember Richard Pryor, boy didn't need no paper or pencil. He was a genius. He was. He sat before the learned of his day, and he excelled them. But he said, "I count all that I learn as dung." That's what you wipe with toilet paper out. That I might know Christ. And then when he sold himself out to God, God uses intelligence to speak before kings. And he said to King Agrippa, and King Agrippa replied, you almost persuaded me to become a Christian. But he took what he learned and he submitted it fully to God. If you submit yourself completely to God, I don't care what you lack or what you have. Submit it so God can use it for his glory. Amen. If you do your own thing, you might get some benefit for a minute, but it will not last eternity. Eternal. But if we submit it to God, God can turn all that we have, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to work out for good that has eternal value. Listen, I wasn't planning to preach only because I know the Lord gave me a word, and it's a word to stir you back to remembrance because the title of this session is not about preaching as much as it is about God bringing us back to remembrance. He wants to resurrect the dream within you. Amen. Amen. I don't know when God said it, but it was on a... I don't know when he said it. I just can't remember the times again. But it was a long time ago. I believe I was in a youth, but I just didn't get it. He says they're going to use you to impact many families. And I said, How can I do that? I'm a foster child. Yeah, I didn't start school till 11. Uh, yeah, I went to college, but I, and I was bored, by the way, when I was in college. Because he caused me to excel in a certain area that the academics were trying to teach me was boring. He's put something in my hands. What do you have? What is your creative ability that God has placed in you? We all have a gift. We all have a talent. And your gift will make room for you. We're chasing after money. But what about money chasing after you? Jesus. We want prosperity, but we're lacking in soul maturity. Oh, glory. Hey, Jesus. Y'all ain't hear me. You see, God wants us to grow up. So metaphorically, we can handle the car keys and handle the car. Spiritually speaking, many of us are driving without a license. Oh, Will you come to the training session, God is saying, when you come so I can teach you how to drive, come and learn of me. I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. We're listening to others tell us what God said, but we're not getting into it for ourselves to see what he said. And we're saying amen to everything that we hear, but we're not sitting in front of him and say, feed me, Lord. I could probably out eat this man. And I mean, literally, I do. It's just Unbelievable. How I can consume? Talk to him, Paulie. Talk to him. Talk to him, Paulie, please. Oh, I was so nice at your ha- with Eunice. I was so nice at their house the other night. I did not devour. But you see, when Eunice left the room, they saw what happened. <laughs> hey, y'all! not listen to me. What is god, That we will not just read the word, but eat the word. Yeah. Until it digests within your soul, that you don't have to walk around trying to remember a verse. It's in you. Amen. You want to get wet? Get in front of his face. What is God trying to do? He's trying to start Acts all over again. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. He's looking for a people that will submit himself to you, to himself. I'm this, I am this So when you said that, you got me, brother. And that wasn't nice. So I turn it around, but God turns me back around so I can get it back around. The point I'm making is this. He's looking for a people that will submit himself to themselves to him that can use them to turn their world upside down. And it starts right here. In summary. I mean peak skill. The Bible says, "When the day of Pentecost was fully come," didn't even read the word, and I gave Brother Paul to see, 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 I, see, see, I, I, I know, I get so, I try to be so yielded, and I'm, I'm am I a little different? Am I a little different? Be peculiar for God. Who the heck are you? Excuse me. I can read and I know the scripture, but you know what? What he's putting me is, is is allow the scripture to just flow out of me. Hello, somebody, because it's in me. I want to get it inside you. Hello, somebody. And don't get it twisted. Make sure you understand what it means. So that means study. Yes. That means find out some definitions of words. Yes. Yes. Excuse me. When I study it's a mess. <laughs> Papers everywhere. The point is this, it's a mess on the table, but when the Holy Ghost begins to move in it, it comes out like it's supposed to. All of your learning without submission to the Spirit of God means nothing. But you take your learning and submit it to God, what great things he can do through the information that he will bestow upon us if we would be diligent in doing our part. I say this, get diligent in front of God's face. I've provoked my sons this weekend to a challenge, to join me, and specifically two of my sons. Uncle Paulie, as you call him, I call him something different, and he's different. Come on, he's different. And, and, and your pastor. If you want to go to the next level, get quiet so you can hear him speak. Word. Oh, that don't mean don't pray. That don't mean don't study. But if we can take time, and I t- I, you challenge, you try it for yourself. Try to be quiet for 15 minutes and see what happens everything and anything runs through your head. That's the devil distracting you as well as yourself. But when we learn to slow this thing down and get in front of God and hear what thus saith the Lord, we will move so much further and so much faster to complete what he's called us to do. God is calling you to arms, but he's trying to prepare you for the battle you are entering into a season of prayer and fasting. What? What? Good Lord. If you really want to get some of what I got, I dare you to pray for real. I dare you to fast for real. You see, you don't know that, you see my veracity? I work harder than I preach. I will send men home crying Literally, because I do not. Pr- I put it in and I do it in such a perfect way that the customer called me back. That's why I'm in New York again, because customers keep calling me back. I'm living in Georgia, thousand miles away. New York is overrated, by the way. But anyhow, uh, but my point is this. My point is this. I work in a diligent manner because I don't work for my employer. I work as unto the Lord in serving my employer. I don't work for money. I work to serve. Some of us are working so we can get money. Why don't you do it Jesus' way? He said, greatest amongst you is what? Serving of all. And if we adopt that into our behavior and our lifestyle, whether it's on a job or in the work of ministry, watch and see what happens. If you really adopt a servitude attitude, how can I serve you? I just came to serve you. I want to pour into somebody what God poured in me. I'm going to stir somebody up. I want you to, I want you to succeed in all that God has for you. And some of us has lost the, pos, the, the capability of dreaming because of the hardships, the situations in life that we become so discouraged that we can't see from day to day. And we sleep, and our sleep is not sweet. Ah, He said, he gives his beloved sweet sleep. (laughs) My poor bride got to catch me because it don't take long for me. I hit that pillow, it's done. And it's good. because I work I work hard unto the Lord so he blesses me with sweet sleep all hell can be breaking out but God gives me sweet sleep them boys in the fiery furnace they're about to burn up it was a barbecue and it was on and they were the main course but God was in the midst of, of the fire I don't care what you're going through God is right there with you Amen. if you recognize him they recognized because they had a relationship that was so intertwined it doesn't matter king we will will not bow we believe our God will deliver us and so what happened he delivered them Amen. and it caused the king to say yo get them boys out of fire bring them up here God wants to do something like that in your life, where those who talk about you, don't talk about them. Pray for them. That God will turn it around, that He might use you, that you might bring the greater thing to them salvation and deliverance, because that's what they need. They're broken just as uh, worse than some of us. What they need is someone to come that would be crafty enough, not slick. Crafty enough, not conniving crafty enough not talking but crafty enough in a relationship with god on how to reach their soul for eternity split splash who wants to get wet it's over i mean i can speak all day as a matter of fact there's a word that i looked up (coughs) while that ministry was going on before everybody was getting prayed and carried on and it's an old word that we use in the church back in the day, the old, the latter rain. I mean, the former rain. See, we did things different back in the day. The former rain mean what happened before. The latter rain is what's about to happen. Come on. And God's going to bring the former and the latter rain together. Good Lord, Jesus. Oh, what kind of a mess is going to be when you learn from the old folk that got a little bit of God in them? Hello, Jesus. And stop pushing us back because we old. Jesus. Oh, you don't know. You don't. What? What? Ain't nothing new. But what can I deposit to help you on your journey, young man? So you could be bad for God. Come on, somebody. Excuse me. So the former and the latter coming together, it's going to be a mess. Hey, glory. Jesus. Can I splish a little splash on you? Come on, Tony. Come on, Uncle Paulie. Pastor Rob. I thank you for coming forward now, man, just right back. And and normally I have to hand out umbrellas when you're right in front of me, but I didn't, did I get anybody today?
0: The Peak Community Church is a young, vibrant, life-giving church in the heart of Peaksville. Come and visit us
1: on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., at the Historic Elks Club, 1038 Brown Street. Thank you for listening.